0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomeen Ujia-Dean. Today is Monday, June 13th. Coming up, we'll feature an interview with departing Kansas City Public Schools Superintendent Mark Bedell. But first, some headlines. A federal judge has rejected a request by a former Kansas City, Kansas detective accused of widespread misconduct to have a civil rights lawsuit against him decided in his favor before the case goes to a jury. The Midwest Newsroom's Steve Vakrat has more.
2: Roger Golubski argued that he and other KCK cops had probable cause to arrest Lamont McIntyre almost 30 years ago for a homicide even if it was later shown that McIntyre was innocent. McIntyre was exonerated in 2017 and is now suing Golubski and the unified government of Wyandotte County for tens of millions of dollars. He says police violated his civil rights. Golubski hoped to avoid trial by arguing that McIntyre's lawyers can't prove that he falsified evidence that led to McIntyre's conviction. But the judge rejected that argument and others and ruled that she would let a jury decide the case, which is set to go to trial later this year.
1: All Kansas voters will be eligible to cast a ballot in a primary election happening this August, even if they aren't registered with a specific party. That's because the primary includes a constitutional amendment question on abortion rights. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service has more. Primary elections in Kansas are normally used by Republican and Democratic voters to nominate candidates for office. But Kansas Secretary of State Scott Schwab says that was changed when lawmakers set the Abortion Rights Amendment vote for the August 2nd primary.
2: The constitutional amendment will be on all ballots, regardless of one's party affiliation.
1: Nearly 30 percent of the state's voters are unaffiliated. They'll receive a primary ballot with the constitutional amendment and any other local nonpartisan issues. The amendment would change the state constitution to say it does not protect abortion rights. That's in response to a 2019 court ruling that said the document protects the right to abortion. Kansas City Public Schools Superintendent Mark Bedell announced last week he's leaving his post on August 5th. The district has tapped Deputy Superintendent Jennifer Collier to serve as interim superintendent. Bedell is credited with helping KCPS regain its accreditation and for remaining at his job for six years, an unusually long time for the head of an urban school district. He spoke with KCUR's Steve Kraske about his future and how he hopes to maintain ties to Kansas City. Here's part of their conversation edited for length.
2: This is a big surprise, which you acknowledged in your letter to parents of the district. I'm guessing
0: that you received an offer that you couldn't turn down. Well, I have an opportunity to return back to the community um, that I lived in for four years while I worked in Baltimore County um, in Anne Arundel County Public Schools. My students, my children attended that school district for those four years, Um, and it's, it's an opportunity to be closer to family. My daughter is in college. there, close to um, where we would be moving back to. And it also puts me a lot closer to my family in Rochester, New York. Hmm. But why now? I've had an opportunity to be blessed uh, to work in this school district for six years, which is considered an eternity for urban superintendents. Most people... Uh, would be very fortunate to have a superintendent longer than three point two years in an urban district. That is the national average. And I've been blessed uh, with all of these different iterations of a school board uh, to work with them. They've given me grace. They've allowed for me to make mistakes. But most importantly, they wouldn't allow for me to fail. And then I think that helped to galvanize and create some confidence with the business sector, with the community, and everybody begin to wrap their arms around us. And I I truly believe that as a leader, you know when it's time, um, when your work is done and it's time for somebody else to come in and to move it forward. I came here with a set goal that if I'm given time uh, to put my kids in this school district, to graduate them, I've graduated two of the three, um, that we will become an active uh, member of the community. We did that, we moved in the city. We mentored kids, played basketball with kids, all of those good things. And that if I have enough time that I would help bring accreditation back to this school district, you know, along with our team, we did that. I did everything that I promised you all that I would do when I interviewed on that stage at Paseo. And then it just comes a time when it's OK. Um, I'm, I feel good and I feel comfortable About the work that's been done, and now to move to this next level, it's time. It's time for somebody else. You know, to just what you said, I want to play a clip from
2: when you first joined me back in April of 2016, shortly after you were named superintendent. Here's what you said when I asked you this question about how long you would be here in Kansas City. So, when
0: you ask me about commitment, my two kids need to, at minimum, graduate from this school system. Hmm. That's five years. Mm -hmm. Now, my goal. And my wife would tell you she's not interested in us being considered a military family. She wants stability. <laughs> she's made that very clear. Yeah. And so if I'm performing and doing well and I'm still wanted, uh, to, my services are still wanted here, then my goal is to be here. I don't want to move again. I don't want to move again.
2: Here you are moving again.
0: Yeah, I, I think everybody... If you read my statement. Working in an urban school district inserts a different level of stress, and there's a reason why the tenure is three point two years. So I and I've been going around the country speaking on that. It's not that it's a board that is that runs superintendents out all the time. I think that happens. That's not the case here. Like, I love my board. It's not the money. I have one of the best contracts in the country. My board has been very generous in taking care of me based mm-hmm. on the product that I've been able to produce over the six years. But it is the stress. And you've had an opportunity to come with me. You've had an opportunity right. to shadow me. You you know the dynamics of the work that how hard you have to fight here. You have to be more than just a superintendent. Right, You have to be a warrior around addressing social injustices and inequities and all of those types of things. And those things do, they take a toll on people. But and I, so, can't, I can't help <laughs> but notice you're going from one
2: frying pan though, into another back in Baltimore.
0: Well, I don't know that that's the case. I think it's an opportunity to get a different type of experience, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've told people many times, like I have aspirations of if I'm ever tapped to be secretary of education for this country, yeah, these experiences that I that I'm getting uh, will help to prepare me to do that, and and I want to be able to have a variety of different types of experiences during my tenure as a superintendent. I want to
2: read a point to a paragraph from the letter that you wrote to the community. This really stood out to me, Mark. You wrote this. There's so much that is needed that's beyond the school board's control and mine. The issues that that have kept me up many nights are not ones I can solve as superintendent. I'm talking about racism, injustice, a lack of affordable housing, inequitable economic development practice, violence, and other systemic issues that cannot be solved in our classrooms alone. So what you're saying there is there's only so much the superintendent can do. And we have some huge problems in
0: this city that
2: we still have to address. Am I right about that?
0: You're absolutely right. I and mean, I've been very clear about that. When I worked with the community to craft our strategic plan, we had a component in there that talked about uh, schools can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And a school district should never be solely dependent on who's leading it. Right. The school district has to be stabilized by the community and everything that I've tried to do in these six years is to really build out um, a an infrastructure where it is really community oriented and community supported so that it becomes superintendent proof. And so that call out that I have in there is we've penetrated some of those things. There Mm -hmm. have been some substantial progress in those areas, but we cannot lower our regards. We still have a lot of work to do in that area. And the only way that we will continue to make it better, if Kansas City Public Schools continues to make progress, it benefits this whole region, but we have to do it as a community.
2: You know, the public, it seems to me, oftentimes tends to look at uh, the different leaders in the community as if they're in their own silos. And what you're saying is that, hey, wait a minute, what the mayor does directly impacts what Mark Bedell does directly impacts what uh, the Jackson County Prosecutor is doing. The police chief is doing. We're sort of all in this together. And that gets lost a lot of the time.
0: It does, but I believe that the work that the Kansas City Public School District has done, uh, myself and administration and staff, along with the board of directors, is that we have created alliances with neighboring school districts that we did not have before. School districts across the country, across this state, and school districts honestly across the country. So we have created this net, this this network of people that have also helped to create safety nets for KCPS and also advocate on our behalf. And that's something that we did not have in the past that we have now as a result of the stability that you all have been able to witness over these last several years. Now, you just pointed out that there's been progress
2: made in any number of those issues, Mark, but you could also read those words something
0: as a statement of surrender. I don't think that it's a statement of surrender. I just think that in any... Any this is all around the country. And, mm-hmm. and and even with CEOs around the country, right? It's rare it's very rare that CEOs stay somewhere for thirty years. That's mm-hmm. just it's just not practical anymore. And so your job always is to help create a system that begins to put cracks into some of these systemic issues that have plagued school districts like ours and make it a little bit easier for the next person coming behind. The good news about our situation is the person that's succeeding me is a lifelong employee of the school district. Twenty, mm-hmm. She's going into her 23rd year, um, very committed to this school district in terms of just being here through the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, but now... She don't have to get out, jump out of this six foot deep hole of not being fully accredited. Like we can really go on the offensive with these issues that we want to tackle. And that's 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 ultimately the kind of legacy you want to leave behind mm-hmm. is that it's a much better situation than it was when you came in as a leader.
2: You know, those issues that you just cited, race, injustice, the lack of affordable housing, inequitable economic development, which one? bothers you the most? Which one has kept you up at night the the most often?
0: I would say I've spoken to a lot of people just around the inequitable economic development practices, because if you don't have stability within your community, you're going to have significant mobility. You're going to have instability within your community. It impacts the social and emotional well being of our students as a whole because we don't, because if they're moving from school to school to school, there's a constant restart, but there's also a social and emotional impact that's associated with that that then becomes an impediment to these kids reaching their full academic potential. Mm-hmm. And trying to always control for that variable is just not easy. So I have been very active on. You know, how we address evictions, you know, working with Tara Raghavir and and the KC tenants and and people like that and working with the city on that. That if we have more stability, our data clearly shows that if people are with us three years or more, our kids tend to perform at or above state averages when they take those state assessments. We've
2: talked a lot about the whys here. How about the emotions of this moment? How tough is it for you to leave?
0: It's always tough. I mean, it, it, I I've grown to love working in this school district and it will be a part of my family's life for the rest of our lives. Having two kids graduate out of this school district, having my wife to mentor every single year, a student at either central or central middle. Um, the the bonds that I have formed with many people in this community, uh, it's it's a bittersweet type situation and and some of the things that I saw yesterday on Twitter, I mean it just touched my heart. I was in my office, and I was just just amazed that um just the comments that people the appreciation that people have shown and um and and that and that's tough, that's tough, even as I broke it to my board members and each of them made their remarks. Um, I have I wanted to make sure that my board knew that this has nothing to do. I like I love every single one of my board members. Mm-hmm. I've grown to love them. I have and all of them. I mean, all iterations of my board. It has been a phenomenal experience. That's a big reason why I've been able to stay here for six right, years. Right.
1: That was KCUR's Steve Kraske speaking to departing Kansas City public school superintendent Mark Bedell. You can hear their entire conversation from up to date at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nugia dean This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit KCUR.org. Tomorrow, we'll hear about a recent Missouri court case that could have implications for government transparency in the state. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. The Stonewall Uprising is often thought of as the start of the gay rights movement. But it was actually the culmination of years of quiet work by Kansas City activists like Drew Schaefer. There's no way to have Stonewall become this national spark point without the work that Drew did. Listen now on the
2: podcast, A People's History of Kansas City.